We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm probably not getting a contract this year. So what am I going to have to do to get a contract? One more three-year contract at Chicago. So that's all I want to know. Final news that Jared was for a triple A. They're going to go to September 28th. Jared is super pumped about that. He's going to be able to get to go to some more minor league games. Also, really cool. Um, it gives players somewhere to go in the event that some guys need a little bit of rehab. It gives some players somewhere to play um, in the minor leagues as well. When We've seen a lot where guys have not played a major league game and we'll go to the first playoff game and AAA has ended three weeks, three weeks before that. And it's like, Oh, Hey, by the way, you're playing in the big leagues and uh, Oh, it's in the playoffs, which you've never played in and you've never played a major league game. So good luck. It's like, so yeah, AAA is definitely somewhere where I have always wanted to see more games and I didn't understand why they didn't, you know, keep playing. Like you almost have to, you know, in a sense, like, Play, you have to play up to the play up to the postseason because then you're bringing up a whole bunch of guys. Like the the locker room is basically full with guys you might use in a sense. Like it always happens where there's guys you may end up using. So yeah, I'm all for it. I mean, I'm all for more minor league games as well. I think the guys down there are always up for it too. Um, you know, I, I think that the more that they can showcase what they can do, especially late in the season, the more chances they have to. I mean, you know, AAA, you're gonna get minor league deals probably next year, possibly a major league deal if somebody really likes you. Um, so I think it just gives them another opportunity to show what they can show what they can do um, late in the season. So I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, I, I love the minor leagues. So anything else on that standpoint or be good to, especially, uh, especially with the non 40 man rosters, you know, like the, mm-hmm. it used to be September, you get all 40 and it's like, okay, what do we need another triple A, you know, more triple A games where we're calling up single layers to finish triple A seasons or whatever. Um, so I, I think that's a big, big thing for that as well is there's only 28 guys on the roster now, um, in September. So let those kids play, let them get more ABs, let them develop and take an extra, you know, week to, to, to get more ABs. And it's a, just an opportunity for, for some guys to get some more playing time. And that's what you want out of these young guys. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, just, I mean, for me, and this is going to sound weird and I know you don't think so, 
because we talked about it off the record, but I think that something has happened in negotiations behind the scene for them to extend the season this late in the season, something had to have been agreed upon um, in the CBA where it's like, okay, we need to actually implement this in the minor leagues. I don't know what it's going to be um, at all. It could be something that has to do with, I, I honestly, I don't know. This is just my hypothesis on this. It, it would make sense, you know, that like, come on, dude, we're what two months away from opening day in the minor leagues, like in the season, like, and the schedule is already out. You think like this was something that would, have happened, I don't know, like November, you know, we would have thought about this or something like it just, it just, I think it makes a little bit of sense that something was agreed upon in the CBA. It might not be big, but you know, something had to have happened where it's like, all right, yeah. Like let's just announce the extension of the season. You know, I'll play devil's advocate to that and say, I think that it makes it look the optimistic for opening day being on time a little bit more bleak because they are adding more games to AAA, which means that they can continue with the minor league system normally and start the major league uh, opening day a couple weeks late or you know even a month late, and it's not going to affect the way that AAA is, is played because AAA will be playing basically the same type of season as normal. So that is my one devil's advocate to you because we, we can't be the same. I mean, we could. So guys, just want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos, making us the best podcast. Speaking of this, I was thinking about this. The mine was working today while I was working. Um, Nate, I want to take it over. I want to take over Angels baseball. I want to Let's do it. Do it. Yeah, Let's right? do it. Like after, so the last, last podcast on YouTube and hi YouTube, um, most views that we've gotten, fantastic. I really like it. I know it's not a lot, but like like, I really just want to take it over. Like, I want us to be the best podcast out there. So, I mean, share this with a friend. Tell them that we're the best podcast. Let them know. You know, I mean, I think that between the four of us plus the guests that we get on, I mean, there isn't much that matches us. It really doesn't. I think we are the best out there. So, guys, if you could subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it, um, enjoy the takeover. I really think, you know, there aren't very many good podcasts out there like us. Um, and nothing against other podcasts. I really, like I said, I, we know we have a lot of different podcasts come on here, but, uh, but yeah, you know, they're, they're not us. They're not us, Nate. I want, I want to take over. I want to take it all over. I want us to be the best. So that's what we're doing now. Guys, if you could leave us a review, whether it's good or bad, make us the best podcast out there. Let us know how we can become the best for you guys. I, I want to be about the fans starting from now on. I want to know what we can do better. And no, taking me out of the host role is not the answer, guys. So don't put that in there. I know you think it's funny, Nate, but don't put that in there. I'm going to be the host it, for a while. It is a little funny. It is a little funny. I love it. I love it. That means you're doing something right if people age you. I'm going to let you know. You're doing yeah, something that's right. true. You're doing something that's true. right. So guys, follow us on all our social medias for Talking Halos. Just look us up, Talking Halos. Like I said, subscribe wherever you listen to it. Leave us a review. Um, you can follow myself at Jared underscore Tim's. You can follow Nate at NateGreen34. Course, I'm going to throw out. Uh, you can follow John at Jagscreen John because he's getting on YouTube or getting on YouTube, getting on Twitter a lot more, and then follow Brock at BDROX8. Um, so, Nate, what do you want to talk about? I'm just kidding. I have this all lined up. You're good. Um, Jose Moda. <laughs> no, I already, I already knew this. Yeah. Jose Moda, like, congratulations on a fantastic, he's not retiring, but like Jose Moda, 20 plus years with the Angels um, today came out, said that he will not be returning to the angels or ballet sports, unfortunate. I mean, it's, it's rough, you know, like can we kind of somebody we kind of grew up with kind of like Victor Rojas, <laughs> um, Rex and Rex and Steve Fiziok, two of the guys as well that, you know, we just kind of grew up watching uh, with the angels and, and 
sorely missed. I'm, I'm super disappointed with this. Um, just shot him a message saying, you know, like, thank you for all the great memories. Like, I mean, he's just a class act, wonderful person, wonderful human being. I mean, there's, there is not another Jose Mota out there. I'm going to be hundred percent honest with you. Like when the national media is posting about Jose Mota and I know it was Bob Nightingale, you know, there is something to be said there, you know, like he's, he's changed some lives. So um, I hope Jose gets a job somewhere else. And, and you know, he will actually, I don't even think that, I don't even mean to say hope, but you know, he's going to get a job somewhere else um, doing his thing. Cause he is a fantastic person. So Nate, do we even need to talk about the lockout? I think we have a bone to pick, don't we? You have a bone to pick at least. I don't know. If uh, I... Yeah. I mean, should, should we get into the questions and then if we have time, we'll, we'll talk about the lockout. I think yeah, that's, that's the most I, fair I, to the fans since we asked for some questions and they, they did give us a lot, which is awesome. That is. Yeah. And we start off with the fan question. So um, yeah. next question from Instagram. Yes. Post on Instagram. I only got one reply. If you're listening on from Instagram, go post more there, please. Um, if not, I mean, it's not a big deal. I'm just messing with you guys. But the first question, Nate, you'll love this one because this is right up your alley. Um, this comes from T play tier T. I don't know. It's, it's a weird name. But uh, you know who you are if you ask this question. Nate, this is right up your alley. How do the Angels go from top-tier team in the league to laughing stock in 10 years? Player development. I mean, that's, that's been pretty pretty simple. You look at um, the old regime and what they would do and, and, and the new regime, what, what has been done. I mean, the, the player development is 100% how you go from being one of the best teams in baseball to a laughing stock. And you look at the 2002 team, and a lot of guys on that team were homegrown. Uh, homegrown. And you continue to look, and it they just continued to grow, guys. And it was Ibar, it was Segura, it was Weaver, it was Santana, it was Saunders, uh, like Francisco yeah, Rodriguez, Scott yeah. Shields, Angel. You, you, you just, just keep going. You just continue to go on and on and on, and it's like wow. I, I mean, CJ Crone was homegrown. CJ Crone was good for the Angels. Uh, for a little bit, um, and you just keep looking. Andrews morale. I mean, like Andrews literally morale. anybody. Like, you, you, yeah, you you just keep going, and it's like wow. And you look at the team now, and it's like, okay, so do we have any all-star caliber guys that are homegrown? Like you could say Shohei Otani, you could say Mike Trout, but maybe Jared Walsh. But after that, it, that's kind of about it. And we haven't really had too many homegrown guys in a long time from an offensive standpoint. No, okay. I'll let you. I was going to say. David I was going to. I said. I said Fletcher, but you know, not not a not all star caliber. Not on the he was all star caliber before the before the defense the defense went downhill last year. Yes. Um, so that that's been the biggest thing where it's it's honestly player development and and you know the Angels had had been drafting at the back end of the draft and now we're drafting at the front end of the draft and we're not developing as well as we were at the back end of the draft, which is unbelievable. Hats off to the old regime and what they were able to do. I mean, the Angels, now hold tight. This is my opinion. The Angels had one of the best drafts in baseball history. The best draft Angels in baseball history. When you look at that Mike Trout draft. Yes. Richick, Trout, Skaggs, Richards, I think was in that draft. And you can kind of go down there, some relievers and such. And I know I'm missing some and you guys are going to hate on me for missing some, but yeah, go look at that drought draft. And that's one of the, that is probably the best draft of all time. It really is when you look at it and we will, we can, that's kind of a different point, but yeah, I'm in hundred percent agreeing with you. I think, I think there was a plethora of things. Are you sure it wasn't Corbin? Was Corbin in that draft? Corbin as well. I think think it was Corbin and not Richards. I think it was Skaggs Corbin. 
regardless. I don't know. Regardless. That's it's fun. a really good draft. Yeah, 100%. But in, and you have to tip the cap to player development, too. Because, I mean, these guys develop. I mean, Mike Trout was a high schooler. Um, Grichik was a high schooler. Uh, Skaggs, high schooler. Like all these high schoolers, you know? Yeah. yeah. Weird. Nate, you want to draft college pitching. Um, and everybody wants to draft college, college pitching. There's something to be said about high schoolers. I mean, again, again, I'm going off on a different topic. Um, there is – I'll answer this question wholehearted truthfully because I am in an honest mood. There are a lot of things that have gone wrong. Player development, drafting, unluckiness. I'll give unluckiness in there. I mean, you've, you look at the Angels were about to go to the playoffs – or actually, we're going to the playoffs – Garrett Richards was very close to winning a Cy Young award that year, blows out his knee running to first base. Unbelievable. Like just completely unlucky. Tyler Skaggs, Nick Aidenhart. Like that's that. I mean, again, Aidenhart was when they were good. Oh, still, but still like Nick Aidenhart, he was the top. That was before the, yeah, he could have been a dude. Like, yeah, that was the series. Angels could have won a couple world series in the early thousands. Because of Nick Aidenhart. I mean, not you never know, right? But, like, adding that extra pitching, you never know what Nick Aidenhart could have been. There were a lot of trades out there that were talked with Nick Aidenhart around around it, whether I think he might have been involved in an Alex Rodriguez-type trade. I know that a lot of people are like, whoa, Jared Easy. But there was a lot of trades that were being talked. Adrian Beltre, I think, trade um, of sorts. So there were, there were quite a few trades. I'm thinking of – there's another shortstop in that mix, too, um, that could have been traded to the Angels. I'm trying to remember. But, you just named two third basemen. Alex Rodriguez was a shortstop at the time, so don't suck. He was a Yankee at the time. He was playing third, but it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, okay, <laughs> back onto it, back onto it. We're getting off track a lot tonight. Um, but And I also think that that leadership is a huge issue as well. Like, all, everything combined, like, the Angels haven't been lucky. You know, they haven't drafted well. They haven't done player development very well. They haven't gone out and done anything in the international side of things for a while until – until Billy Epler came around and went back and ex Johei Otani. And you look at all these very young kids that are playing fairly well, that are high up in the angels prospect rankings, you know? And then, like I said, leadership again, higher up leadership has just not been there for the angels. And you can say that in the clubhouse. You can say that about Artie Moreno. You can say that about anybody with the angels, honestly, like think, think about like we talked about the clubhouse being an issue. I think the angels have kind of, I think Perry is and Joe have done a fantastic job of figuring out the clubhouse leadership. I think that that's a lot better. Um, not saying we don't know anything, but we heard things about the angels. Um, it looks like they're developing at least halfway with pitching. So there's that. So there are a lot of good things to look up to when it comes to that side of things. There, there definitely are. Um, but there are still a lot of things wrong with the angels as well. And that's my honest 110% answer. Like I'm, I'm giving you 110% answer. There are good things going on and there are some things that are still wrong with the angels. Um, and you can speculate about what those things are, but that's just what I have to say about it. Kind of picking up when I'm laying down there, Nate. Of course. So I think everybody else is kind of picking it up too. So next question, fantastic question there, actually, actually kind of an interesting question that really got us going there. Actually kind of super, super interesting. So um, next question comes from Steve Scalzolo. I hope I said that right. I really do. He's got a blue check mark next to him, so I, I hope I said it right. Um, if I didn't, Steve, you can come on the show and just you know hand me a new one. It's totally fine. So he asked, and Nate, I feel like you're looking up the stats for this. I could totally be wrong. He asked, what percentage of last season did Trout miss? 
and Rendon miss? And do the Angels have a better backup plan if, in parentheses, God forbid those two stars go on the IL for a lengthy period of time this coming season? If so, what are those backups? So let's start at third base first, and let's discuss this because, as you said about five minutes ago, if a ball was hit to shortstop, there isn't someone there to field it. Now, if Anthony Rendon goes on the DL again or on the IL again, if a ball is hit to third base, there really isn't anybody there to, to field it. Phil Gosselin, I think, is there's a Phil Gosselin. Jack Mayfield's still around. You Jack, can is. Jack Mayfield there, just like last year we saw. David Fletcher can play a little bit of third base. I know Brennan Davis can play a little bit of third base. But the Angels are fairly thin in the infield. They really, really are. I think they're missing that piece. I think Tyler Skagg. Tyler, Tyler, Tyler Wade, Wade might be able to play there. Velasquez yeah. might be able to play there. Yeah. But it's not, it's not the – it is thin. The guy you're looking for. Weaster and Efo can probably play a little bit. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's it's thin. It's a very good point to bring out, which is why the Angels, I, th- I think, you know, really need to push to get some type of shortstop. You know, if the Angels go into th- this next season, if there is a season at the moment with the way the lockout's looking, um, with Tyler Wade playing shortstop or Luis Renifo or David Fletcher playing shortstop, it's um, – it's it's thin, you know. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of good things going on there. So, and in center field, I think it looks a little bit better. You know, we saw what it could be. It's a little bit better. It, at least there are legitimate players. I'm not saying that any of those guys aren't legitimate, but at least there are like at least you know Joe Adele, Brandon Marsh, and Justin Upton can man the outfield. Like at least you got guys there to man the outfield. And and Taylor Ward. Taylor Ward is an underrated guy, and Taylor Ward can probably play third base too. Speaking of that, he could. He yeah. could. Taylor Ward's underrated. 100%. He might be one of the most underrated players in baseball. Is that a bold take? Uh, yes, 100% is a bold take. I, I would not say that. He, he's a very good player, but I wouldn't say most underrated player in baseball. And saying Justin nothing him man the outfield is, again, a little bit of a stretch. We've seen him play the outfield, and, and there are days where he looks lost on a fly ball where he has to take three steps. He can man the outfield if needed. If somebody were to go on the I.L., it wouldn't be pretty. You mentioned, you just said it, but they can do it. You know, there's sure. more there in the outfield. There's more there in the outfield than there is in the infield. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. I think it just allows Marsh and Adele to play every day. But um, when you look at Rendon, if Rendon goes down, that's, that's going to be a big, big loss. Um, unless for some reason, you know, a Chris Bryan acquisition happens and, you know, one of the kid outfielders gets traded and, uh, Chris Bryant moves to the outfield for the Angels. That that would be the only way that you know we have a s- substantial backup plan for a Rendon injury. But a- another thing would be if you go get a, a minor league free agent type of player. But I feel like the Angels are pretty set with their infield. The only thing that they might go get is a shortstop. But I don't see them adding a significant infielder um, the rest of this offseason. I agree. I don't see it either. Um, just on that side of things. So. Uh, Nate, let's take one more question here. Let's take two real quick, actually. Um, kind of make this a sh- little bit shorter for everybody. Um, two more questions. One comes from Invasion of the Mics. Um, thank you again for all the questions. Really do appreciate it. Hoping your name's Mike. I don't know. Maybe. Do you think his name's Mike? I would assume, but I don't so. know. Okay. Thanks, Mike. If that's your name. Um, do you think Otani and more so Trout will agree to participating in the Home Run Derby this year? It is in the LA market at Dodger Stadium. Is it Dodger Stadium this year? 
Or is yes. that next year? This year. This year. This year. It's at Dodger Stadium this year. Um, would ownership try to persuade slash pursue, pursue them since it would be an Anaheim's backyard? I'm all I, for I it. don't – I mean, I would be all for it too. It'd be great, but I, I don't think that they're going to push Shohei Otani to do anything more than um, he's asked to. And I, I don't think he would be asked to, to participate in a home run derby again. Um, I, I think you saw it, it was a lot on his body, the all-star game, the home run derby, and you know playing so many games as a DH and pitching. So I, I don't think he would be asked to do that. Mike Trout, on the other hand, I, I could see him – being asked by some some friends to participate in this one just because it is close to home. Uh, the only other time he would have a shot of like, hey, bro, you've got to play in this is if it's in, in Philadelphia. I think that's the only other one where it would be like, you have sense. to you yeah. have to participate in that one uh, if you're Mike Trout. But uh, honestly, if he doesn't, it's not a big deal. I don't think it's a, a make or break thing for him. He he doesn't need to prove anything. It's kind of like LeBron in the in the dunk contest. Like LeBron doesn't need to be in the dunk contest. He doesn't have to prove that he's the best at at that. Neither did um, Jordan. Yeah, Neither he didn't. Did they they didn't have to. It, it is more fun for the fans and everything. But um, I think different personalities too. I think Trout is is the quieter guy, and you know he he's fine winning winning the MVPs and things like that. But it, he's also fine just being the best player in baseball and everyone just kind of knowing that he is instead of him going out there and like winning a home run derby and, and things like that. So I, I don't think it's going to be so much pressure, but I could see, you know, maybe a Dodger friend saying, Hey bro, this, this would be fun. I'm all for it. I mean, I, I like it. I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, I don't think it happens though. I'd love to see Shohei Otani keep hitting them outside Dodger stadium. So um, honestly, I, I thought about it a little bit and we have some interesting questions. So we're just going to finish these guys up. Um, Nate, another one of our fun questions from a fan of ours who was always asking us question, Dominic Saladonna. Appreciate it. Big dog. Um, minor league signings each year proved to be some of the most important for contending teams. I also think that Dominic is, um, possibly your burner account. Just saying, um, hundred percent. Yes, probably is. Um, pick one guy below that you think would fit and why um, pitchers are, or players are Jace Freeman, J- Jace Fry. Wow. I'm going to say Freeman. Um, Chance Cisco, Adam Plutko, Kiona Kella, Rob Gelman, and Jose Marmalis. Um, first off, I think Marmalis signed overseas. I could be wrong. Um, so I don't think he's going to be signing he's... here. I think he signed um, over in Korea, if I'm not mistaken. Could be wrong, but I, th- I think that's where he signed. Um, I'll say it now. I'm, get all of them. <laughs> like, if you think that they're going to do something like, like this is Nate and I's favorite thing to do. Like we think the big signings are hundred percent big and awesome and, and help a team win. But these are the team. These are the signings that, that change teams from winning to world series contenders. Thousand percent. Like, and and it keeps them under, keeps them under the luxury tax too. Instead of going and signing a pitcher for $5 million, you go get one of these guys and you give them a million dollars and they put up the same season. Um, the reason why it's not my burner account, and it, it would be nice to have a burner account, but I don't. Um, you don't see any starting pitchers in this list, and I'm a huge minor league free agent starting pitcher guy. I think it, it needs to happen every year. You need to sign a minor league free agent starting pitcher. Um, they already did no, that. In Daniel Ponce and De Leon. No, he is a relief pitcher. He is a uh, 
He is. He, he's pitched more games out of the bullpen than he has started. Uh, what about Adam Plucko? He, uh, Plucko, kind of. He, he has turned into more of a reliever since he went to Baltimore last year. Um, no, he, for me, you would you would see like a, a bigger name, minor league free agent starting pitcher. But for, for me, I'm a huge Keanu Kelly guy. I, I think he's got excellent stuff. Coming off the another arm injury is very scary for me, so I would not take a chance on him. I'm going to take a chance on the kid from California. Robert Gesselman is, I believe, from the L.A. area, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong on that. Let me double-check that um, while you pick your guy. But um, he is a guy very similar to Daniel Ponce de Leon. He's got a uh, high velo, 95-plus 90, guy. Um, can start, can come out of the pen. I, I think it makes sense. Kind of a, a Daniel Ponce de Leon type of guy. I like uh, I like all I like a lot of these guys. That's why I thought it was your burner account. Um, Jace Fry, I think, you're in Baltimore too, right? Pretty good reliever for Baltimore. White Sox, White Sox oh, in. Right. Yes. No. A pretty good reliever at one point with the White Sox. Yes. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of somebody else in Baltimore. Um, I know if it was that guy, it, if it was Scott, it was Tanner Scott. I'd be on board with him I love for sure. Scott. Absolutely love him. Um, Chancisco would be my pick. Um, just saying. I think that finding a catcher like that and pretty decent defensive catcher from everything that I heard, I know that, and he was a top prospect at one point too. So there's something there. Scout saw something there. Um, he was my, he's always been my candidate to be the backup catcher this year. Angels don't have one unless you want to bring in Drew Butera. So, and I, um, yes, do you have your answer to Robert Selman? I was right. Santa Monica, California, LA guy. Um, Chances goes numbers on, defensive stats aren't always the best. That's the only thing. I, I was going to say Chance Cisco, but um, I, like, I like Cisco. Big Rob, big Rob bringing him home-ish would be awesome. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, you got to throw out um, Adam Plucko to the mix too. I know uh, he's got – he's the SoCal guy too. He's got family out here because yep. I know his brother. Um, shout out, Connor, if you're listening to this. So uh, two more questions here. Um, first one comes from Light Up the Halo Season, Season Halo. Um you're the Angels GM, and you are only allowed one final move before the season starts tomorrow. Uh, what is your last additional move to the Angels offseason um, besides firing Artie Moreno? Nate, what's your answer? You can't fire the guy who owns the team, okay? Um, you can just ask him to sell it. But, no, um, this is a tough one because I think there there's multiple needs at this point. you you got to go get a, a, a backup catcher. you got to go get a – uh, another reliever, I think you got to go get uh, possibly a minor league free agent starter. But I think the biggest thing is I'm going to get Trevor Story to come to Anaheim. I, I'm going to go get a shortstop. I'm going to say, come come be a guy. Even if it's a one-year deal, I, I, I really don't care. And I know people say I hate one-year deals, and I do. But if, if it makes us better, I'm willing to take a chance on a guy who's not going to be a make or break guy for us. You know, where uh, you look at the no Syndergaard thing, the reason why we're not super happy about it is because it's a pitcher, you know, and offense. It's one, and it's a one year deal that you gave up a draft pick for, oh, and $500,000 in international money. Just to say that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So with Trevor Story, I don't want it to be a one year deal. I would like it to be like a four or five year deal. Um, so that would be my one move is to go get Trevor Story, say play shortstop first for the next five years, and you know, bring some power to the to the team. Kind of stole mine, so go get Carlos Correa. I'm just going to keep it simple. I'm going to keep it as simple as can be. Just go get Carlos Correa. 
uh, solidify shortstop for the next 10 years because um, there really isn't a shortstop down there right now. There really isn't when you look at it. I mean, Jeremiah Jackson can probably play, um, but I'll take Carlos Correa over him. Uh, Kyron Paris is probably a second baseman. I'll take Carlos Correa over him. Um, Errol Vera is probably a third baseman. I'll take Carlos Correa over him. All those guys are not going to be ready for another two, three, maybe four years down the road. I'll take Carlos Correa over all of them for the next 10 years, open up some trade options, go get Carlos Correa. I know fans are going to hate me. I know Angels fans are going to hate it. Um, but getting a shortstop, whether it's Story or Correa um, or any shortstop with us some time, solves a lot of I think it's just those two. Problems. But, yeah, I, I said Trevor Story just so I didn't get the, the fan hate of Carlos Correa. So. I'll take it. But, but I'm totally on board with Carlos Correa too. So if that's the guy, that's the guy. I think we're going to do a little bit more research into this, but Nate, you've been actually on the draft train a little bit more than I have recently. Um, so D Ocho D Ochoa eight, three, one wants to know who we drafting this year. What oh do you got? Boy. Um, Tremar? this is a real, huh? Kumar? Oh boy! Uh, no, they're not. I, I don't think Kumar's the answer. Tremar um, Johnson, the best kid oh, in the Tremar. draft. Oh, Tremar! Oh, Tremar, best kid in the draft. I, I don't know if he's the best kid in the draft. Andrew um, Jones. Andrew, Andrew Jones's kid is really, Elijah, really Elijah good. Green's good. Elijah Green. We're setting Elijah ourselves Green. up for one of the best drafts I think in a while. This draft's going to be pretty good. There are some, there are some special kids out there. But honestly, I, I, I personally, and I'll say this now, I, haven't, I don't look at the draft until at least college season starts. Probably a little bit, a uh, little bit farther halfway through college season. Um, that's just how I am with it. Just wanted to say that. Um, Jace Jung, if he's there, is probably yeah. I'd look. Was... I'd probably look college, college hitting. Yeah, Jung was the was one of the first guys that came to my mind. Carter Young was the second guy that came to my mind. And then the third guy, which I don't know if he gets the Angels just because of his lineage, is Dayton Moore's kid at um, – Dayton Moore's kid is at Arkansas. He's playing second base. They say he might be able to play shortstop. Um, but, yeah, he, he's got really good bat-to-ball skills. They're comparing him to Bobby Witt Jr. when it comes to the knowledge of the game and just an offensive prowess. And I know Jared's giving me that look like he's not Bobby Witt Jr. And by no means am I saying that he is Bobby Witt Jr. But I am saying – I'm saying the uh, people who talk about the draft are comparing him to Bobby Witt Jr. Um, but he, he would be a really good kid. He could play second. He could play short. Probably could play third. And the best part about him is he's going to hit. And that's what you're looking for is a guy who can hit. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I don't look at it. I don't usually look at the draft too much until, uh, like I said, midway through college season, just because you know what you're getting at. Um, a lot of these guys are going to be fluctuating up and down, like what happens in high school season for these guys. Um, injuries are going to happen. You know, there's, there's a lot that goes down. Um, a lot changes in the next three, four months. So, um, if I had to say somebody right now, if Jace Jung is there, it wouldn't surprise me. I think they're going to go college, uh, college hitting. Um, I don't know if Brooks Lee's going to be there. It could possible, be. possible. Could be. That's a guy that I wanted out of high school. I know he wasn't going to go anywhere, but I wanted the Angels to take him. Um, so yeah, and I don't want to talk about the lockout. There's just nothing good to talk about. Really, there isn't. I want, I want there to be something good to talk about for you guys when it comes to lockout. But there, man, there just isn't anything good to talk about. We would just complain. I know you guys don't want to hear us complain about it. Like. You just hear us, yeah, said. So we're not going to talk about that today. So, Nate, any final thoughts before we let everybody go? 
I was going to say. No, I'm not going to say it. Go ahead. What do you got? Final thoughts? Well, I was just going to say, since I won't complain, I got no final thoughts. It's it's hopefully going to end quickly. Hopefully. We're just going to keep saying that, and hopefully it, it eventually will end. We've been saying this since December, that hopefully we have baseball here soon. Hopefully in February. Hopefully in March. We- hopefully in April. At least we have minor league baseball. So, guys, just want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos, making us the best angels podcast out there i truly do believe it watch out for the takeover guys we're taking over we're taking it over i'm just letting you know if you didn't listen to my first spew you listen to this one again we're taking over angels baseball that's all i gotta say about this i don't know how we're gonna do it but we are gonna do it we want to be the number one podcast out there so share it with this with a friend let them know we are the best angels podcast out there come on to the show i'll honestly like if you guys want to come on the show and talk with us for a little while, I'm more than happy to do it. I, I love talking to people. Nate, I know, loves talking to people. We can talk anything that you guys want to talk about. Just shoot us a message on any of our social medias. We'll get you on here. We'll hook it up. We'll make sure that you have a fantastic time talking with us here at Talking Halos. You can follow myself at Jared underscore Tims. You can follow Nate at Nate Green 34 And, guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.